Hello, everyone, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell, and that is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we have been doing this show now going on nine years? Uh, eight. Eight? Ooh. And uh, we've enjoyed doing it. We love doing it. This is a show that's really, we want to speak to men as our primary audience, but we know we have a lot of lady listeners, and that's great. But we want to address men and say, guys, we know that we're really good at sports, weather, and politics, but we want to go deeper. We want to be able to be an, an avenue for you to say, hey, let's talk about the things that really matter in the bigger scale of life for eternity. And we believe here at Solid Steps that if you're not walking with the person of Jesus Christ, then you are not fulfilling God's destiny for you. And so we want to talk about things in the world that we've experienced, people's stories, and boy, today's a great one. I can't wait to hear it. I'm really excited about it. So I'm going to say a word, actually a name of a country, and I want you to tell me exactly in your mind, listeners, where this is. I know you can point right to the map where it is. Ghana. Now, if you're like me, you are now typing into Google, G-H-A, where is Ghana? And we're going to hear about that today because Ghana matters to God because it's one of the countries in the world and God cares about all people groups and all nations in Ghana, which here's a hint, it's in West Africa. <laughs> and we've got, Chad, we've got a couple here that I got to meet about eight, uh, eight years ago, I think it was. Um, can you believe it? Bob and Bonnie Parker, it is absolutely a joy to have you on the show today. It's great Thank to be you. here. Great to be here. It's absolutely um, so. When I um, got got reminded that you guys were in town, Bob and Bonnie, you have been in Ghana for how long? Uh, Twenty two years. Twenty two years. Bob, I'm gonna. I can't ask Bonnie this, but I'll ask you, Bob. How old are you, Bob? Uh, Seventy three. Seventy three years old. Minus yeah. twenty two. You left in your early fifties. Yes, real close to fifty. And and you've been in. 22 years in West Africa, in Ghana. It, 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 if you have to describe it like in a, just a bullet sentence, uh, Bonnie and Bob, what, how would you say your 22 years have been? Overwhelming. Fantastic. Just got to see God work in so many ways. Wow. What about you, Bob? Well, the same same thing, really. It's just uh, it was unbelievable, uh, unbelievable to for someone from uh, Magnolia, Kentucky, to get all the way to Ghana, uh, Africa. But uh, but God has uh, we've we've just seen Him work in so many ways. We're just so blessed to be a part of the ministry there. So okay, let's let's talk to our listeners about how in the world God takes you from here over there, and you are in your early fifties. How does that happen? Well, we uh, we were looking at missions for a long time, and uh, we had been some other places, and we wanted to do something we could do ourselves as a team. Bonnie and I, we've been now we've been married fifty three years, and uh, in uh, in the world we uh, worked at different places and didn't see each other a whole lot, and brought uh, three children into the world, and just uh, like everybody else, busy, busy. So uh, we uh, we got opportunity to go on a mission trip to Ghana uh, with some other people and uh, we were there and one morning we walked to a to a little school and the children come out with their packing their big wooden desk and we was going to tell a bible story and uh, 
uh, just uh, talk to them, sing some songs and stuff. And uh, when we were doing that, Bonnie, she started weeping. I'll tell on her. She was started weeping. And uh, me, with all my compassion, I said, uh, "Hun, you're going to have to straighten up. We've got stories to tell and we've got songs to sing and we don't want to disappoint these guys. But God really touched our hearts that, that day. And uh, so we, we, she did straighten up and we did, uh, we did what we were supposed to do. And, uh, but as we went back to our place where we were staying at there in Tomaligana, uh, was uh, she was writing in a notebook at night, and at the uh, at the top of it, well, I, first I had I said something to some of the other people there that I said, Bonnie, she lost it today. She was wasn't going to be able to do what she was supposed to do. Just uh, just kidding around, trying to get her uh, out of that state. But uh, but anyway, the as I was telling that, uh, we were kind of laughing about it. And when we went to the room at night, she was logging in her journal and at the top of that page she said come here and look at this so I walked over to the table there and looked and uh, it said those who sow in tears will reap with joy so it's okay I said you bet you it's okay mm-hmm. and we had a good cry both of us then and uh, and so we didn't talk about it a whole lot then but we came back I was uh, a pastor of a little church there in Elizabeth Indiana uh, with some other folks, we uh, teamed up as a, had a ministry team, and uh, so we called our family together about a week after we got back and said, uh, "This is a crazy idea, but we're thinking about going back to Ghana." And so, first question was, "How, how long are you going to stay? What are you going to do?" And I said, "Don't know long. How long we're going to stay? We do know what we think that God's calling us to do. What do y'all think about it?" And our three children and their wives and husbands all Christian and we had a prayer meeting that night and my oldest son he said dad I'd rather see you in God's will in Africa than see you preaching in the morning or sitting on the front pew of the church he said if that's where God's called you to go then you go and so we started the process after that Uh, she resigned from her job that she was doing and uh, I Told the church they was glad to get rid of me anyway, <laughs> but uh, they uh, so they uh, we headed out, got our things together, and raised a little money and packed four tubs and took off to Ghana. That's it. Wow, Bonnie, what that day that you were crying? What was going on in your heart? Well. Just the goodness of God, really. I mean, at that point, it wasn't, um, you know, that night that he's talking about, I wasn't thinking that we're going to be moving over here, we're going to start a ministry, or anything like that. That that didn't really occur until after we came back here, as, as he just said. But um, it was just how great God is, you know. Just when you see those kids, and these little kids, I mean, they were carrying these big old heavy desks out just to hear us tell them a Bible story, you know. And... It it just was overwhelming, um, but as we came back here, and overwhelming in a in a very positive, oh, powerful yes. way. Oh yeah. yes, yes, that kind of overwhelming. But as we came back here, and we did we did begin the process and and everything, and and we have th- three adult children. We had um, at that point in time, we had eight grandchildren. All of our grandchildren had been born. Um, 
but the as I was just walking in our woods one day with uh, one of them, and and I was I was really weeping because we knew we were going. I knew we were supposed to go. We were all excited about going, and yet there was uh, a burden, you know, to leave our children and our grandchildren. But God just spoke to me in my spirit so so much. I tell people it was almost audibly, but He said, "You have three children who are all Christians. You have." Uh, grandchildren who will hear the word and they will be saved but if you're not willing to go then who will tell the others and so that freed us up totally to be able to go let go of things here and be able to go there wow chad when you hear this when you hear this what goes through your mind uh i hear about the first word that comes to mind is surrender Mm -hmm. jesus said you have to lose your life in order to gain it and i think that's about salvation but also about to gain the life that god has called you there's a surrender to it and i just think about walking away most people in their 50s are thinking how am i going to wind down and they're winding up which that, is just awesome that, what that's when i met them when i was over in ghana and stayed at their ministry center and i'm i'm like yeah everybody else is is how do we wind down you know and and i you guys were in your 60s and um and they're just they're not just they're continuing to wind up right <laughs> i was um marveling at just not just your story but how god has used you guys in just incredible ways so um in our next segment i want to have you guys unpack how god has used you because you never would have dreamt that you would have been there now 22 plus years. If we wouldn't have thought that at all, and we still wonder. <laughs> we still wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, that's what God wants to So we're going to take a break, come back, and hear. We're going to try to fit 22 years in three more segments, which is impossible <laughs> to do, but I can't wait to hear more about it. And if you want to hear more about it, SeedMinistry.com, SeedMinistry.com. We'll be back shortly on Solid Step Tree. Hadley Sign Solutions. Owner Chris Hadley has 35 years experience in design, manufacturing, and the installation of commercial exterior electrical signage. He can help promote your business in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. Call him at 502-419-7228. That's 419-7228. Or you can email him at HadleySignSolutions at gmail.com. That's HadleySignSolutions. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire or want to talk about retirement, whether you're a year away or 20 years away, Dan Hart can sit down, come up with your plan that you uh, need to have, or talk about your plan that you have in place and see if it's a good fit. Dan Hart Financial. So in our last segment, we were talking to uh, Bob and uh, Bonnie Parker. And they were, or are, missionaries in Ghana, Africa for 22 years. And they and, still are. I know. They're, they're still at it. But they're here in studio here in, uh, today. But I, I guess my question was, just give me a really brief overview of the country of Ghana. I mean, when you hear about Africa, there is such a wide variety in the, all the countries in, in, in Africa. 
give us a little overview of Ghana and how the culture shock might have been going from small town Indiana to Ghana. Well, Ghana was settled by the by the British, and so it's an English-speaking country, but uh, there is uh, 82 tribal languages. Wow. So, uh, and that's not dialects, that's languages. And so everybody always asks, oh, do you know the languages? No, <laughs> I do not know 82 languages. We do, uh, we work with about eight different languages that uh, we know the greetings and some different ones, but... Uh, we use lots of translators from the different areas. But uh, Ghana, is uh, the population is about 34 million people. Uh, they have three large major cities, Accra is where you would fly into. That's where the airport, and it's on the coastline. They've got about a 200-mile coastline. And, uh, but it's uh, where we're at in the northern part is a lot of indigenous tribes, and uh, they, uh, they're really... A lot of them are struggling to uh, that they don't get away from their uh, their own village. Uh, COVID was not so bad there because someone had to almost bring it in because they were in the village and nobody went out, nobody came in. But uh, uh, it's uh, Christianity is growing in those areas, and uh, it's uh, it's right in the Gulf of Guinea. If you look in your, or but I'm sorry, Gulf of Benin. If you look in, uh, look on it, used to be called the Gold Coast, but now it's uh, it's Ghana. So, uh, but uh, it's a parliamentarian government and uh, pretty stable. The country's pretty stable. has has trouble like all the all the countries do. But uh, we've uh, we've really enjoyed. People in the northern region are very hospitable people. They're they're wanting to do better for their families, like everybody else is. So. Uh, Bob, talk talk to um, our listeners just real quickly about. Um, the Muslim faith and the Christian faith and how they're pretty much, I mean, they, there's not too much. Yeah, there's not, not too much violence. There's uh, all the, uh, all the different uh, uh, Islam religions are there, the different uh, sects of uh, sets of uh, different ones. But uh, Ghana has a freedom, they call it a freedom of religion act. So uh, if you want to go into school and, preach Islam, you can go there. If you want to go and preach Christianity or uh, about a tree or whatever, you know, so many different indigenous religions. Uh, so it's, uh, it's very good to, where they have uh, moral education. Where that's one of the things we do and found out over the years has really been beneficial to the ministry is go into the schools during that uh, moral education hour. They have it a couple times a week, most of the time on Wednesday. And so we've, we've trained a team of 10 young men that go into different schools. And they have an hour that they can, uh, can preach, teach, sing songs with the kids, whatever. And uh, so that, that is good where you can go into any schools. We can't do that here, but we, can, we are able to do it there. But, but still, so can everyone else uh, if they get permission and stuff. I wanted to talk, Bonnie, when in our first segment you talked about before you got over there, I mean, God really broke your heart in a beautiful way, and you were weeping, and there's a verse in the Bible that you guys have based your ministry on. Yes. Talk, talk about that, please. Psalm 126.5, and so those who sow in tears will reap with joy, and that that's the way our ministry has been from, from the beginning. I mean, it, it's just uh, uh, God just in a good way, 
keeps our hearts broken uh, for the children there. And when we first went, the, the purpose was to train children's workers because nobody was doing anything with the children. Few of the churches would have Sunday school. Most did not. If the children came around in, to, like, like when we're there especially, we're visitors, you know. When the, so all the children outside will come around. They'll gather at the windows, which have no pane, just a window. And the, the adults will go outside. They'll run them away from the windows. Instead of gathering them and teaching them, they'll run them away. And, and so we wanted to train children's workers to, to be able to share Christ with children. And that's how we started our Bible clubs. And so you've been doing Bible clubs for all these years. Talk about how many kids are involved in your Bible clubs over there? Our latest uh, count at the end of last year, end of 2022, was uh, 21,949, I believe, children uh, that are attending Bible clubs or registered in the Bible clubs. Um, 21,000 plus. Yes. Yes, well, really close to 22,000 now. But we have 569 clubs. That's over 1,000 volunteers that, that work with these children. You know, they're the <laughs> ones doing the work. We just get to be there with them, but they're the ones doing the work. And so those children come every, every week. They're, when you visit a Bible club, then most of the time the children are there and the C- club is meeting. Could you ever have dreamt that 22 years ago when God was calling you over there, that you would be ministering to thousands upon thousands upon thousands of children week in and week out? No, no, not at all. When we were getting on the plane that day, walking down the the runway or the whatever to get on the plane, uh, Bob said, you know, there's no way we can fail. He said, I don't know if we're going to be there two weeks or two years, but we're being obedient to what God called us to do. We're going, and we'll be there till he says to come back. And so that's what we're doing. Two weeks or two years or now 22 years. Bob, I mean, did you ever think in your wildest imagination that you would be able to lead and be an over, you know, overseeing a ministry of no, thousands no, upon thousands no. of kids? And, uh, you know, really, I, you know, I had, had lots of different jobs in my career, different things, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades, as they say. But, uh, you know, I, leader, leadership is, uh, you know, it, I think it's learned by doing it a whole lot. And uh, as, uh, that has, has really been, it, it's been really good to be able to, to do that. And, to, and it's, uh, I was at, uh, I had a, a pastor from Kentucky that came and, he was sitting on my veranda, me and him was just talking. We'd already come in from the village that day and had had a good day of preaching and teaching. And he knowed me for a long time. And he said, Bob, I just don't understand this place and, and how the ministry's going. And I said, what, what do you mean? He said, I've known you for a long time, and you're just not smart enough to do this. <laughs> and I said, you know, you're right. And that's what I hope people see when they come here, that this is not a person doing a job this is God doing something in people's lives and he still is and if you people that walk on our compound there and and Tomlin and some of the others they feel that there's something different there and uh, I'm not saying that you know that that's but but God's there he's there and he's working and people come there and they get plugged in to what's going on 
Well, you, you have learned in, in your leadership, both of you, you have learned the beauty of delegating, the beauty of empowering, and you have multiplied yourselves over and over and over and over again. And um, that's it's a biblical model. That's, that's what right. Jesus modeled for us. Right. It's, it's, it's not about, yeah, what were you going to say, Chad? Hey, was the compound, was there nothing there when you got there and you all built the compound from scratch? Right. How big's the compound? It's that's all about three acres. There's a, a mission house and, and a, uh, a we call it a bungalow too. There's uh, five rooms with, where people can stay, and then we have a, a mission building where we have our meetings and have church and where teaching is is so. And then a couple of smaller houses. How many people do you minister to ballpark in that in region? Wow, that's that's really hard to say. We have, because uh, we have so many things going on at different times. We have uh, school that's going on all the time. Uh, we have 10 young men that we keep there that uh, we teach them for two years. And they go out on their own ministry. Mm. Well, let's yeah. take a break and we're going to come back. I know it's a lot to cover in four segments. We got two down and two more to go. So we're going to take a break, hear more about the some of the stories that God has written in the Ghana. Uh, country of Ghana and their ministry. So we'll be back shortly here on Solid Step Trip. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal has been a sponsor of our show since the beginning. If you need your teeth cleaned, Overall dental health, Dr. Eric Veal can take care of you. He's got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other in eastern Jefferson County. That's Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank, landscaping, and wastewater management company. If you have water outside your house that's not going where it's supposed to go, or you have septic tank issues or any landscaping needs, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. Their years of experience will come through, and you will be thankful you called them. So first two segments we heard about Seed Ministry, and it's seedministry.com, and that is Bob and Bonnie Parker. And they've been in the nation of Ghana for 22 years. And if you want to hear the first two segments, go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or just go to Facebook and type in Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to hear all this show in its entirety. So I, I want to have our listeners really understand, um, you guys not only are ministering to thousands of kids week in and week out in your Bible clubs, but what are, what are some other things that you guys are doing? Well, one of the things that we uh, started, we had a young man that kept asking us to come to his area to start Bible clubs. He had heard about them and wanted us to come took us a while because it was about a six-hour drive to where he was from where we live. But um, we finally went. But as we went there, we began to notice there, were, there would be all these little small churches or you know groups of people that were meeting under a tree. And we really began to pray about, you know, Lord, why are you bringing us here? It looks like there's a lot of Christianity here. But why? so why is this? Are we so drawn to this place? And... <laughs> As we began to meet these people and talk to them, we found that there had been evangelists that came to different areas, and they had preached, and people had come out to accept the Lord, and the evangelist would look around and say, okay, you be the church leader. 
And then when I come back through, you know, we'll, we'll do some more training and that kind of stuff. And uh, the evangelists never came back through. And so a lot of people, a lot of different denominations, it wasn't just one evangelist. I mean, a lot of, you know, evangelism that was going on. But so here was somebody that maybe uh, can read the Bible, but didn't really know a whole lot about it, or maybe cannot even read the Bible. And so we did, developed what we call Church Leaders Training Academy. And we made it into a, a distant learning for them. They come to our place. They stay for, for uh, a week every month. We teach. By the way, we teach D.C. material. Compliments of Kurt and Eric. But uh, we teach um, that we, so that they're taught discipleship, they're taught uh, pastor's training, they're taught Bible overview, they're taught English, uh, Christian family living, and uh, what we call victorious Christian living, which is just teaching them a, uh, how to have a quiet time with the Lord because most people don't, you know, don't always do a quiet time with the Lord. And so we teach them that. Um, all of our curriculum has been written by people that have been to Ghana and pastors that have been to Ghana and, and taught and seen how, how it is there. And so um, it's, it's really great. Our schools, are, we have now them in six different locations. Um, we have the, um, they, we don't charge them for this. We do ask them to bring a, a bowl of rice uh, to cook and some yams, two yams. And that's what we feed them throughout the week, and we provide the, all the other ingredients, and we ask for that because there's a little bit of ownership. You know, when you have to pay for something, you don't just hand it, hand it to you. You have a little bit more ownership into it, so we, we do that. So, Chad, uh, when's, when's the last time you paid some paid for, for something with some rice and some yams? Well, I have to bribe my kids to do a lot of things. So cookies and <laughs> that, that's maybe the similar. You know, I, you know I, I remember specifically, I got done preaching at, 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 at one of the villages and this guy came up to me afterwards and he just wanted to give me, uh, and he had a little, <laughs> he had a little basket of eggs. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all these eggs? But that was his gift that he wanted to say thank you. Yes. yes. And they are very appreciative. So uh, what, what are some other things that you guys, uh, you got six ministry centers now going on? Five centers, six okay. CLTA locations. Okay, okay, five ministry centers. What's the difference between those two, the, the uh, CLTA? Well, we have one going on at each of the five centers. Okay. And then there's another one that goes on, and we just meet in a local church. Okay, okay. We don't have a center there yet, so. But how, how many... How long did it take you to develop those ministry centers? Well, the the one in Tomley, we we started it and built it in two thousand three, and uh, so every few years we've been able to add one. After we always, when we go to the area, there's never a place to you know a place to stay. It's always uh, most of them are uh, six to eight to ten hours away, so you can't just go there for a day and you know and teach and come back. So we need a place to stay. And uh, and we we have uh, some churches that wants to bring teams and stuff, so we need a place, a uh, good place for them to stay also. So we uh, built these centers about you know six or eight hours away from each other. All of them is in a in a village that, uh, and a lot of the, the chiefs and stuff give us the land just to have us there to teach their people, mm. and uh, of course we teach them English and stuff too and uh, different things like it. 
but they uh, the uh, the ministry centers, uh, all of them, uh, they're not they're used all the time. We have uh, people that uh, live there. We have people that are, most of them has church. Well, all of them has churches except Tomley, and uh, there's church a lot of church buildings and stuff around Tomley. But like uh, we have one uh, in the town of Gushigu, it's called, and uh, that one is has a Presbyterian church that meets in our hall every Sunday and and some during the week. We have one at uh, a place called Jerandogo that has uh, uh, it has a Wesleyan Methodist church in it. And uh, so it's been uh, it's been good, you know, being able to work with the denominations because one of the things about denominations there is they really have no doctrine. Uh, they just like Bonnie said, someone's come through and and if they were the evangelist that started it, if he was a uh, you know whatever he was, this, he was a Christian from Christian church, then that became a Christian church. If he was a Catholic, he was it's a Catholic church. You know, it doesn't the the, the lines the boundaries are are not. Uh, you know, are not that much like they are here. That's that is um, amazing. I'm just scrolling through here, your all's website and seedministry.com. They have a history of every year they've been there. Some of the highlights of each year. It's a fantastic. You've got to you got to look at through this. But uh, I, I'm looking on your on your handout here. What's a borehole? A well. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the name for it there. Cause okay. You bore a hole. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 so t- talk to our listeners about that because that's okay. something you, that you guys do, and that's a yeah. really critical part. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to help in the church. I mean, that is, uh, you know, it. It's just like anywhere else. If you if you don't really have something to help, yes, you go you go teach. But if you're not getting a, a water to drink, then you're probably not going to show up for church on Sunday. You know, so. Uh, so one of the things that we wanted to do was to see about doing some boreholes. Uh, so we uh, we uh, got to start, got to talk to some people, and they had helped us to helped us to get started. And uh, so over the we started really didn't start till about ten years ago digging boreholes. And we have uh, several that we've done. I don't know the exact number. I think it's about thirty some that we've done. Just a few. Yeah. But uh, but the other thing of not just not just having water is uh, that borehole when uh, the the girl the, the older girl children uh, a lot of them don't get to go to school because they have to take care of the little ones the siblings like most of the Bible clubs we have if you go to them there'll be a baby on a lot of kids backs that they were they're having to bring them and uh, because there's no no one to take care of them except the older girls. Well, the older girl, she may have to go get water, and she may have to walk five miles to a pond, actually a pond, to get water. And so it takes time to do that. So by the time she she spends her day there doing that while mom's taking care of the other little sibling, and uh, so she don't get to go to school. So those villages that we do wells in, they've got clean water, the girl children get more girl children get to go to school so it took us a while to find that out and uh, you know it's not something you just think about but we found out that that's that's really helping the the girls get to go to school i think most people just take it for granted that we you know we we all got some bottled water here on the table today but how many places in the world established places just don't have clean water right Yeah. yeah I, I I just love that you are ministering not just to their spiritual needs, but you 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 tie in the whole person, and educational water, you know, just the, the whole person 
as a whole is so important. We're going to take a break, and when we come back on the fourth segment, I want to hear about these Bible Club competitions because one of the first the first prize is three goats, and I want to hear about that. that sounds like a grand prize. So I want to hear more about that. So we're going to hear more about seed ministry in the nation of Ghana and how two people can be used by God in a place that you think there's no way God can do this, but He can. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Ellen and Credit Union has been around the Louisville, Kentuckyana area for decades. They can help you with every financial need that you have, whether it's personal, commercial, you need a home loan, car loan, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you and all of your financial needs. Bright Star Home Care, if you have someone that you love and care for that needs in-home care, whether they need one visit a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care is your very first contact to start that process and find out what's best for you and your loved one. We also want to thank podloo.com. That's Louisville Podcast Studios. If you want to do a professional-sounding podcast or videocast, you want to look and sound great, Louisville Podcast Studios is your contact. Go to podloo.com. That's P-O-D-L-O-U.com. So, on the last segment we were talking about some of the specifics of the country of Ghana, the practical needs, just the water. They need clean water. One of the aspects they, they did was uh, of seed ministry that Bob and Bonnie Parker did was have clean water. I, I see on your information sheet here some first, second, and third place prizes. You get three goats for first place, two for second, and one for third. Talk a little yeah. bit about how that works. That's, uh, you know, we've given away a lot of different things, including bicycles, cell phones, um, just gifts, you know, uh, for school and things like that over the years. But the goats are what they like most for their prizes. Now, here's the reason why. When they take those goats, they win those goats, then they goats breed quickly, mm-hmm. and they can raise a herd of goats. Now, when they get ready to go to high school, they can sell that herd of goats, and they've got the money to pay for their school fees. Oh, wow. And so that's why they like to have the goats as well as, you know, there's – they get a few to eat here and there, I'm sure, too. <laughs> Chad, I think you're six boys. I think you ought to have a goat contest. We need a goat in our house. That's what we need. Go milk the goat. Yeah. Talk to us about um, when you guys were called, you know, in your 50s to leave this comfortable place in America to go to Ghana, and there's, there's our listeners, some of them are probably going, oh, my goodness, I could never do that. Just talk to that person just for a minute, Bob. Well, we probably thought at one time we, we could not do that either, and uh, I guess, I guess my, my answer would be, uh, you know, when God's in it, uh, you know, we, we don't have a small God. And when he is in it and you know that you know that you know that he is, then you're, you're able to do whatever. And I think a lot of people, especially in ministry over the years, I found out, you know, people think they're going to fail. And uh, they go into preaching or taking a church or whatever and really counting their failures before they happen. And uh, I don't think we can fail in ministry no matter what we do. And, and that's what uh, God had laid on my heart when we were leaving 
for Ghana that day, you know, because everybody was asking, well, what are you going to do? When are you going to be back? What? And and there wasn't, I don't know. You know, that is that is God's decision. But uh, anybody that, you know, we speak at a few churches and people say, oh, I would come if I, you know, did this or did that. And I say, well, at least get your passport. You know, if you get your passport, then you've got that done. If you don't have a passport, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So at least do that, and then and then pray about it. You know, where am I going to use this passport at? God's given it to me. Where am I going? Uh, what am I going to do with it? So, but uh, you know the 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 thing about missions is we're on mission where we at. We don't. I don't think we have a choice. That's what God says. Do you know if you're a born again believer, then you are on mission. Maybe in your backyard, your neighbor, your next door neighbor, or it may be across the world in another country. But just be on mission, and uh, the location has nothing to do with it, really. You know, we were on mission before we went to before we went to Ghana. We just changed location, and uh, so I think you know, folks out there that are, you know, are are saying I'd like to do more. Well, you know, pray about it. Ask God. You know, He might want you to go to. To, to a place like Africa, but he may want you to just go across the street mm-hmm. and tell people about Jesus. And uh, we something we all, always do, even, uh, and people say, well, that's a small thing, but when we go into a restaurant and eat, we always ask the, the waitress, you know, we're going to pray for a meal. What can we pray for you about? And we get so many, you know, people that tells us their problems and everything. And so you're on mission, you know, no matter where you're at. I think that's the way believers should be. Constantly on mission. Bonnie, I have a question for you. Do you have any regrets? I Well, I have a lot of regrets probably, but it's more from what things that I have not done rather than uh, it's nothing about, no, I have no regrets about going to Ghana. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, our family, my children have always been my best friends. And our family was a very close family, and it was hard for us to to leave. But we are closer to our family than most any family that I know. And we get to spend time with them a lot when we are here. They make every effort to to be with us when we're here. And so, no, there is not one regret about going to Ghana or living in Ghana. Uh, God has just provided from from day one, he has prepared the way. He's gone before us. He's put people in our lives, and and you're hearing us talk about you know we're you're fo- we're focusing a lot on ourselves. It sounds like, but you know, like I said earlier, we we just get to be there. The the people there are the ones that are doing all the work, and the people there are the ones that that uh, God allows us to pour into, and them pour into us. And so, no, there there are no regrets whatsoever about. Seed ministry. You, you, you guys have just made yourself available to God. Yeah. Well, uh, several years ago, I went to a, a John Maxwell uh, conference, and he was talking about uh, just uh, different things in his ministry. And he said, as a as a pastor, if you could leave your leave your church for six months, and nobody would miss you, you've done a good job of, of your ministry. And that's what I'm trying to do with seed ministry. If when we leave, that there won't be anything, any anything mixed, you know, that will. And uh, 
and that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do in, in continuous building up leaders and not just you know pastors and preachers we've got people in government now that come to a bible club we've got policemen uh soldiers we were in in accra at the airport some big soldier come up behind me and uh he's you know what have i done because they're rough soldiers are rough in ghana and uh he then he introduced himself and he used to live close to us and we helped him go to school and mm. he was in a bible club you know and we've got uh just different people like it it's uh you know after 22 years they grow up on you so yes. we we look for younger ones now we're in second generation yes of, it's of club members where where a child has gone through the club and now he is married or she is married and they have children and now their children are in the clubs mm. and that's pretty special for us i mean that's just that's got to be incredibly satisfying and, oh, and gratification of how god has used you it's just it's such a joy that's very cool um one one more question. So you've already got a transitional plan in place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Give our listeners just a real quick 30-second um, what, what what you're doing. Well, we've, we've had a board of directors here all the time that, uh, that are over a board, and Bonnie and I just are the directors there. But we have a, we have a group of people there that we have, uh, we have trained up, and it will just transition over to, to them. And uh, we uh, we've had that set up long enough where they're actually doing uh, you know are doing the work. Uh, we still have churches we think that will come and help help them teams and different things. So I don't think we'll you know we'll still be doing the same thing. Uh, they'll still be doing Bible clubs, and CLTA, and all of those kind of things. So I don't think it'll miss a beat. And and you you now are spending six months here yes. and then six months there and yeah. the, the transitional plan is yeah. in place. Yes, that's so so cool. Well, our time is up, but I I, I just want to say a huge thank you, Bob and Bonnie. Thanks for thank coming you. in. Thanks for sharing thank your you. story. Bob, would you pray us out? Would you pray for our listeners? Sure, will. please. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you for this uh, time that we've got to have. And, uh, and folks, there is, I know there's people out, out that is hurting and people that are trying to make decisions on uh, what to do in their Christian walk. And, Lord, we pray that they're all linked with a good church and that they'll seek advice. But more than anything, Lord, that they'll seek uh, closer to you and that they will uh, just love, uh, just love. Uh, the people of Ghana has loved on Bonnie and I, and we've loved on them, and we've seen fruit from that. And so anyone, if we can do it, anyone can do it. So we just ask you, Lord, to bless those that are listening and continue to to minister to them and let them minister uh, through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, he said it all. He said we were on mission before we left for Ghana. So if you're not on mission now, time's a-wasting. Let's get on mission. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. With every step.